Hello, I'm Rena Grobe. And I'm Madvi Romani. And this is Misinformed, a show where we'll be talking about our latest internet obsessions. So Rena, what did you get obsessed with this week? So this week, Jens Spahn has been on my mind. If you don't know who Jens Spahn is, if you're lucky enough to not live in Germany and have to hear his name every other day, he is our health minister. He is also, in my opinion, a despicable human. It's very harsh. He makes me very mad. So this week, Jens Spahn has been criticized for the fact that the German government ordered PPE masks from his partner's company for a significantly higher price than they usually are sold for. He's also currently being criticized because he's handling this vaccine rollout terribly. But Jens Spahn really came to my attention as the despicable human he is when he tried to fund a study with public money. He wanted to spend 5 million euros to prove that abortion was bad for women's mental health. Now, I don't even know what to say about that other than, duh, Jens, but that's beside the point. Further adding to what makes him a despicable human is that he is incredibly self-centered and self-serving. Jens Spahn is gay, and he has moved to make conversion therapy illegal in Germany, which, in general, is a great thing. I can get behind that. I support that. But how self-serving is that? He wants to make abortions even harder to get in Germany than they already are, but when it comes to his own interests, he's all for it. Ah, Jens. Yeah, I mean, this obsession with men of controlling women's bodies and their autonomy and their decisions in their lives is astounding to me. It's just like, stay out of it, seriously. So what he was trying to prove is actually wrong, because 95% of women, according to a study in the US, actually feel relief and think that it's a very good decision that they had an abortion. Obviously, women do not go around wanting to have abortions. It's not a nice procedure. It is psychologically difficult for them. But in general, there are good reasons for having abortions, and it's really good for women. I really remember when Marina Abramovich came out when she was 69 years old a few years ago, and she said that she had had three abortions in her life, and she was very open about it. She said that she had three abortions because one has only limited energy in the body, and she would have had to divide it and would not have been able to continue her art if it were not for that. And she says, in my opinion, that's the reason why women aren't as successful as men in the art world. There's plenty of talented women. Why do men take over the important positions? It's simple. Love, family, children. A woman doesn't want to sacrifice all that. And what's really amazing about women, a lot of them have been really vulnerable. A lot of public figures have spoken out about their abortions in order to make it easy or less stigmatized for other women. Alyssa Milano said in her podcast, Alyssa Milano, Sorry Not Sorry, she shared her personal experience of an abortion. And she said that she had it in her early 20s. She said, I knew at the time I was not equipped to be a mother, so I chose to have an abortion. I chose, it was my choice, and it was absolutely the right choice for me. The wonderful Hannah Gadsky also had an abortion after she was raped. Jamila Jamal also said that she felt so relieved and it was the best decision ever. Stevie Nicks said that she's pretty sure that there wouldn't have been no Fleetwood Mac. There was no way that she could have had a child then. She would have had to walk away from her career. I mean, this idea that you're just going to fund a study that goes against everything that we know and what women's voices are telling you 
just because you don't want women to have abortions for some reason is so narcissistic and absurd and unacceptable. What you said about relief in an interview with Refinery29, Dr. Willie Brown, who is a gynecologist in the U.S. who performs abortions, he is asked by the young woman who's interviewing him. She says, since I don't want the child, do you think there's less chance of me feeling emotional about it? And Dr. Willie Brown responds with, all of our scientific information tells us that the most common feeling women experience after an abortion is relief. If you have a baby you didn't want, you could regret it. If you have an abortion you didn't want, you could regret it. So regret is not a function of which one you choose. Regret is a function of being unsure about your decision. And I don't know, I think you just... One of the things that drives me up over the wall about the entire abortion debate, which goes back to this Jens Spahn thing, is people talk about all of the medical reasons, they talk about religious reasons, they have all these different arguments about why abortions should happen or not happen. But nobody ever stops to think about the fact that if a person with a uterus has made the decision to have an abortion, then this is not a decision that they're making lightly. Because if every woman just can't wait until it's her turn to have an abortion, this is something we all want so badly. If you've made this decision, it is a hard decision to make. So what you were saying is basically there's a lack of trust in a woman's ability to make decisions for herself. We're treated like children. And in Germany, a lot of people don't know this, abortion is not legal. Mm -hmm. It's a kind of gray zone. And as a woman, you have to go and see a psychologist and get a whole assessment to make sure you're in proper mind and wait for three days before you can even get an abortion. I mean, everyone else in the whole of society, all the doctors, everyone else, all the politicians, everyone thinks that they know better than yourself to decide this kind of stuff. I would argue that it's this process itself, this stigmatization, this politicization, all of this calling things pro-life and all of the words, all of the arguments, all the Jesus arguments, all of this crap, that's the thing that makes a woman psychologically traumatized, that she has to go into a system where she has no power, no autonomy, and I'm part of this international women's group in Berlin, and the experiences that women have are traumatizing in the system. They get so judged by everyone, they have to really make their arguments. They're already in a state where they've got an unexpected pregnancy, or they've got a pregnancy that isn't going well, or whatever, and they have to fight in this situation. There are horror stories, and it's also part of a bigger problem when it comes to birth control and women's sexual health. So if you're a man in Germany, a gay man, you can go have an HIV test, everything, no problem. There's a lot of services for this, which is really great for gay men. If you're a woman, you try to go to your Frauenarzt for this, your gynecologist, and they will charge you 50 euros per test. Or a lot of people who've gone to gynecologists, when they express the fact that they don't want children, they're really shamed for it. I mean, there's so much judgment on women's choices and women's lives. We should be able to do whatever we want. I can't believe we're still having this conversation in 2021, but apparently it's very relevant because they've just banned abortion in Poland. They've just banned it basically in Georgia, even in cases of incest and rape, which is just awful. In Poland, they banned it and they even banned it when the fetus itself has really serious developmental issues. I mean, these people just don't give a shit about women. They don't give a shit about the babies because obviously a baby that's born into a situation that's not ideal is also not going to have a great life. They just have opinions and are trying to control people. Why? 
Yeah, there's always that argument made, you know, you see it a lot on the internet where people will say like, oh, what if that baby you aborted could cure cancer? And then the counter argument is made, what if that woman whose life you're ruining by forcing her to carry a child to term she doesn't want cured cancer? Like there's this weird overemphasis on the fetus and on this child. The thing about abortions in Germany is actually incredibly interesting because so abortions... You can have an abortion until 12 weeks. I say you can have abortions. Obviously, they make you jump through ridiculous hoops to get it. The situations in which, after a lot of counseling and whatnot, you can have an abortion are as following. So if there is a danger to the pregnant woman's life or physical or mental health, as well as in cases of rape. Now, there's been a lot of movement recently around paragraph. 219a within the German Penal Code. This is where the definition of the criminalization of abortion is defined and its exceptions. It has to be noted here that this hasn't been around since the Nazi era and is deeply rooted in this totalitarian ideology. When the Nazis came into power, abortion was criminalized because obviously they viewed it as an attack on the Aryan race, right? As a good Aryan German woman you should be wanting to have as many kids as possible, not get rid of children. Also, a woman was just supposed to be restricted to Kinderkirche, so kitchen, children, and church. Within the Reich's penal code was a clause that clearly stated that anyone who publicly offered their own services or the services of others in promoting or carrying out abortions would face a fine or a prison sentence of up to two years. After 1945, the law stayed on the books in Federal Republic of Germany, and after the reunification in 1990, it was also included in the country's new penal code. So in former East Germany, they actually had more lenient abortion laws, but they took on the ones of West Germany when we were reunified. What has happened recently is one doctor, Christina Hennel, who is a doctor practicing in the town of Gießen, has sort of become the public face of the fight against this clause, What has happened is there is this man on the internet, and his name is Yannick Hendricks. His real name is Markus Krause. He is 30 years old, and he has made it his mission to find as many doctors in Germany that on their websites state that they perform abortions and report them. And Christina Hennel was one of the doctors who he found who had listed abortion as one of the services that she provides on her website, and he reported her, and she was slapped with a 6,000 euro fine, which she ignored, and essentially, she has now taken the fight to the German federal court. What is absolutely infuriating about this, other than this man seems to have nothing better to do with his time than to find doctors online, like, what is wrong with this man? He needs a life and a hobby, and huh? Moral compass. Moral compass, yes, absolutely. What is wrong with him? is that how do you define advertising something, right? Christina Henne just had abortion listed as one of the services that she provides in her doctor's office. And yet that is illegal. And that's what, when you see these groups, women are like, hey, where do I get an abortion? How do I go about it? There's a lack of information out there also with getting tested for STIs. Also, the pill here is not covered by health insurance for women. After the age of 22, yeah. It's a really bad situation for women here in Germany. And I think in this week's newsletter, we're going to put all the resources that we found while researching this so that there's a kind of list somewhere online for women who do need sexual health services. 
It's also if you don't provide the pill on health insurance and then you don't provide abortions. Well, yeah, after 22, you're just supposed to start having children, obviously. But then also there's a certain classism in that, right? Yeah. And it's not a lie. What Marina Abramovich says is that then you're going to spend all your time looking after this stuff and you're not going to be able to be financially independent or successful in your career and so it's really keeping women down there's an amazing youtube channel called intellectual media lectual spelled like sexual and i highly recommend everyone check it out we'll link it below and in one of her videos she goes through the history of abortion and sterilization in the u.s and one of the points that she makes is that actually Abortion has always been a very, obviously it's always been a hot topic. She talks about how the arguments made around abortion have always been about something other than women's health and women's well-being and the children. She makes a point that abortions have always been about power politics, where on the one hand you have white conservatives who want black women to have abortions as a form of race and population control, and on the other hand, you have black activists who are anti-abortion because they think that women should be having more babies so that they can increase their population. So it's this weird thing where, once again, women's bodies and their control of their own bodies, like we mentioned in our episode on Switzerland and burkas, it has nothing to do with the actual well-being or autonomy of the woman. It has to do with controlling it. And once again, our bodies are the battleground for these political power plays and it's ridiculous yeah and not only political power in terms of race but also in keeping women subjugated and just to prove that these people don't give a shit about women the latest headlines are actually about these abortion reversal pills which are being touted by anti-abortion groups in the uk and in europe I think those abortion groups are funded by US groups. When you take the medical abortion pill, women at this time when they're super vulnerable are being targeted by these groups who then offer them other pills, which they say are progesterone. And actually, there's no proof that they do reverse the abortion, but really dangerously, they can cause hemorrhages. And also about 50,000 women roughly die every year as a result of complications of unsafe abortions where it's illegal. Yeah, it should be very much emphasized that making abortions illegal does not mean that they don't happen. It just means that the conditions in which they happen are unsafe. On the subject of unsafe, just to highlight the fact that women's health has never been taken seriously by the people in power. There's been a recent debate over the AstraZeneca vaccination, which has been said to cause blood clots. So a bunch of countries, including Germany, have just suspended the AstraZeneca vaccine. So there's just been a few blood clots with this AstraZeneca vaccine. In contrast, however, which doctors are very fast to prescribe you with no warnings and no hesitation at all, Three to nine women out of 10,000 every year develop a blood clot due to birth control. That means a potential 252,600 out of 757,800 people are at risk of blood clots while using birth control, which is way, 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 way higher than anything AstraZeneca has ever done. And this is an ongoing issue. Also, if we talk about IUDs, they cause a lot of pain for women. The lengths that women have to go through to prevent accidentally getting pregnant are ridiculous. 
aside from the risk of like blood clots and whatnot, when you take the pill, there are, you know, other side effects, including mood swings, you gain weight, and yet this is just something we're all expected to go through. In 2019, 100,000 abortions were recorded in Germany. As of 2010, the abortion rate is about 4.5 abortions per every 100 women age 15 to 44. And yet, we have these ridiculously outdated abortion laws that come from the Nazi era. And the fact that ridiculous men like Jens Spahn, who, let's face it, Jens Spahn is not at risk of ever getting anyone pregnant, so I don't understand why he thinks he should have an opinion on this in any way, shape, or form and he's not a doctor, think that they have the right to control, comment, and otherwise make decisions on behalf of women. Also, because very recently, the Bavarian health minister, her name was Hummel, there was kind of a kerfuffle with people who were arriving at the airport in Munich and either didn't present themselves with correct information or didn't write down their names correctly and they couldn't contact a bunch of people who were positive for coronavirus. She lost her job over this. Yet Jens Spahn is out here involved in a multi-million dollar mask scandal. He's trying to fund ridiculous studies, and yet he still has his job. So... Sexism in action. Sexism in action. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, hey Germany, maybe update your abortion laws and get rid of some of those, you know, Nazi-era laws you still have, and... Maybe in September, don't vote for the Christian Social Democrats or this Christian Social Union because that's the same party that was against marriage equality. But he is a, he's a gay man who was part of the CSU CDU. Yes, I know. Wrap your head around that. Ian Spahn has issues. <laughs> he needs to see two psychologists have a three-day gap in between each one and figure out what his values are and where he stands and whether it's aligned with what he's doing in life. So on that note, here are our three things you can do this week to be a better person. Thing one, support Christina Henne. We will link in our newsletter and on our social media to places where you can donate money and sign petitions to support her cause. Thing number two, Profamilia, which is at profamilia.de if you're in Germany, offers a lot of good sexual health services and advice. You could go to their website and donate to them, and recommend them also if you know anyone in need of such services. And thing three, don't be so judgmental. And as women, we really need to start talking about abortions. One in three women has had an abortion, meaning if there's three women in a room, one of them has had an abortion, and it's more likely than you think that someone you know has had an abortion. So let's open up the conversation, let's destigmatize it, and let's get rid of the shame around having an abortion. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Goodbye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you like, you can share your internet obsessions with us. Tweet us at the underscore miss underscore informed or follow us on instagram at the underscore miss underscore informed you can also send us an email at misinformed.podcast at gmail.com you can also listen and subscribe via youtube for news about the show or upcoming events and links to all our sources references and other geeky inspiration subscribe to our newsletter you can find the link via our Instagram. We are an independent, non-profit podcast. 
If you would like to show us some love, you can make a one-off donation via our SoundCloud or support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash misinformed. Thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye.